Warning, the following program contains subject matter not suitable for a younger audience. It contains offensive language and opinions. Stop it! You're acting like a child! Greetings, ghouls. It's time to discuss, disgust, and dissect. Alright. No normal mind can imagine. Okay, so, to bring it to a weird tangent within a tangent. It's skewed into this tangent. And now, introducing our hosts, the gruesome twosome, Mike and Jeremy. We are Fetters of the Dead. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Welcome to Fans of the Dead, I'm Mike. I'm Jeremy. You hear that? I don't hear anything, man. Exactly. We're inside, we're in the studio. No crickets. Yeah, sorry about that. (laughs) I thought it would be a good idea, you know? It's like that old good idea, bad idea thing. Well, that was a fucking horrible idea. So how you doing, bro? Doing good, doing good. There's going to be some major life changes coming up in the next couple weeks. Nice. That's uh, sometimes a good thing. Got a new job. Congratulations. It's about time. Full-time podcasting? Yeah, I wish. Believe me, I would. I wish. That would be amazing, but nope. I had to get a real job. Well, I already had a job, but I'm miserable, so I've been looking for a new job, and I finally got the, got the call the other day. It'd be a nice 7.30 to 4 shift. You know, it's a nine-hour day, but it's all good. No weekends. Paid holidays. Fuck yeah. You know? Nice. So, so speaking of jobs, corporate has actually mandated that we do a safety message before we get into this episode. Workplace violence. It's a real threat. <laughs> now, there are four types of workplace violence. There is the no relationship. That's type one, you know, such as a robbery. Type two is from the recipient of service, like a, uh, an angry customer. Type three, a current or former employee gets disgruntled. And type quattro, domestic partner or personal relationships. Nice. So we'll be diving into those four categories Pizza? in this episode. Oh, sounds, sounds delicious. What kind did you get? Uh, it's Domino's pepperoni. Pepperoni, very boring. Okay. I'm a boring person. Yes, we know. That's why I'm here. So, red flags to look for before things escalate. We want to try to de-escalate. Don't be afraid to speak up. Some red flags include crying, sulking, or temper tantrums, excessive absenteeism, or lateness. I'm sorry. Yeah, pushing the limits of acceptable conduct or disregarding the health and safety of others. Disrespect for authority. I think the last two... Alright, my bad. I don't know. We, we had to watch this this funny training video for work. Um, it was called Run, Hide, Fight. It actually is not supposed to be funny. It's just the way they presented it was... It took me by surprise. And I was rolling laughing. It was like 6 in the morning and this guy pulls out a shotgun and just starts like killing employees. <laughs> you, you sent it to me. And I'm like, ah, I'll watch the video in a minute. And I'm watching, and then, like, this dude who looks like he's, like, like some singer's bodyguard. 
He looks like the guy that would be a shooter. <laughs> and, like, he's got a sawed-off shotgun, and he's, you, know, you see people sprawled out all over, all over the place, and then you mentioned, you know, the, the dude who threw the chair. Yeah, because your last option is to fight, but the people that were preparing to fight were not prepared. It may feel like just another day at the office, but occasionally life feels more like an action movie than reality. What a way to start your fucking Monday. Oh man. You had a case of the Mondays. Alright, just because of that horrible joke, you're gonna you're gonna kick it off. Oh. Fine. I went with The Innkeepers. Have you seen this one? I have not. I'm guessing they're some sort of hoteliers. Yeah, it it it's on Tubi. It was on Shutter for a little while, I believe. Uh, we have Claire played by Sarah Pax. Paxton and Luke, Pat Healy, who they're two employees at the Yankee Peddler Inn. Uh, it's like this old grand hotel that was around for hundred years or so, and this is their last weekend of operation. Now Claire suffers from severe asthma, and she recently just dropped out of college. And Luke runs a website chronicling the hotel's supposed like hauntings, and I mean they're both like ghost hunter enthusiasts and, and and whatnot and they're they're fascinated by the supposed haunted history of this hotel and like the ghost that supposedly you know haunted is called Matt the legend of Madeline O'Malley like a bride who hung herself in the 1800s when her fiance jilted her at the altar this is the word they used jilted yeah that's that's a thing okay I just figured it would been you know Left her at the altar, ran at the altar. Oh. Jilted isn't a word I, I, I use too much. Yeah, because, you know, you don't get jilted that often. Fair. Uh, so they apparently hid the body in the basement, as you will. Not a good place to hide a body. Yeah, you know. Ain't... Just put it out there. Put it in someone else's basement. Uh, the hotel gets a guest. Her name is... <laughs> the hotel gets a guest? <laughs> well, apparently that was a rare occurrence at that oh, point. Oh, man. Uh, it's Leanne Reese-Jones, played by Kelly McGillis. Now, I must say, I did not know that was Kelly McGillis. Because, I'm sorry, when I see that name, all I see is Top Gun. She does not uh, look like Top Gun. Just saying. Oh, what's that song? The Berlin song? No, you know, when they're all bathed in blue. Bathed in blue? Yeah, when they're fucking. Yeah, that Berlin song, right? Take My Breath Away? Oh, oh, oh Berlin's the band? Yeah. My God. Fine. Take my breath away? Oh, like asthma. Everything's <laughs> tying together. It's true. Uh, so she was like a former actress. She's a medium. And Claire basically wants her to help her with this like spirit. And it's a really good movie. There's some, some good jump scares. It's kind of slow going for a little bit. But, you know, it, it picks up. And I, I enjoyed it. Nice. I just wanted to... Say, since we are doing workplace violence, I'm drinking some bad coffee. Bad coffee? Oh, yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. It's actually a little bitter. So what do you do? Irish it up. As you would. Well, I guess technically I'm Kentuckying it up. Nice. Oh yeah, that's the spot. So for my number ten, gotta admit I'm a little hungry here. If I had a steak, ooh, I'd fuck it. 
This, as you would. This movie involves two wikis, which are basically keepers of the lighthouse. Now I'm talking 2019's lighthouse, not 2016. If you look today, it it shows that the lighthouse, and it shows you know the Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson poster, and it says it's free on Pluto, and you you know you can click on it. I started watching this movie quite a while ago, and I'm like a half hour in, and I'm thinking, when does it go black and white? When do Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson show up? And these guys get dropped off at a lighthouse. They're, like, about to kill each other, it seems like. And a buddy of mine goes, that's not the lighthouse. The whole thing's in black and white. You're watching the wrong movie, you idiot. So I watched the right movie. That one, uh, the right one was on Prime. Yeah, that's where I I ended up watching it for real. So this is taking back in 1890s New England. Off the coast in an isolated lighthouse, two men descend into madness when they are stranded after a storm. And I gotta say, I really enjoy Robert Eggers' movies. Mm -hmm. He actually wrote this with his brother Max. Fantastic movie. It's a slow burn. It's not for everyone. Uh, but if you're in the mood for that, if, if you get the time to just, like, sit and relax, uh, I, I, I recommend it. it. It's fucked up. Yeah. And I gotta say, I'm never gonna beat a seagull to death again. I went back and forth on this one. I did leave it off my list, but it, it was a it was a teeter, teeter-totter. But I did, I did like the movie. It was nominated for Best Cinematography at the Oscars, and I gotta say, it, it was beautifully shot. And... Uh, Robert Eggers, he painstakingly made that lighthouse very phallic, and at one point he wanted to make it look like an erect penis. He did. But uh, yeah, they were the studio was like, no, no. If you're gonna stick to like not widescreen, no cock. <laughs> God damn you, farts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a good movie. Right, so my number nine. I'll never look at mermaids the same, by the way. No. Oh, my God. No, no. I, I... That answers the question, though, that we had uh, quite a while ago about, you know, the top half or bottom half of the mermaid. Very true. Oh, no. So, by number nine, I went with exam. Exam? Yes. Not the final exam, or final exam, whatever it was called. Just exam. Just, just an exam. Just an exam. I believe this was from 2010. So we have we have eight candidates that are vying for a top job at a, this mysterious company, and they're in this like windowless room. It almost looks like a almost like a panic room type like thing, but they they have desks, rows of desks. So it looks like a cheap set, basically. So perfect, love it. They've already passed like previous requirements. And they don't say, like, what they are, but obviously they, they went through other screening. And they choose each seat, and each seat is a piece of paper on one side. It says, you know, candidate one, candidate two, et cetera, and all that stuff. And the other side is blank. And this is the, how the character is cast, called the Invigilator. He comes, okay. he comes in and basically tells them there's three rules for this test. They have, I, I think it was three hours... Or five, I forget like the exact number of hours. No, it was eighty minutes. Sorry, it was eighty minutes, and they have to answer. Big difference. They have to answer like 
the question. And there's okay. three rules. If he try, if they try to speak to him, they will be disqualified. If you soil the paper, you will be disqualified. And if you leave the room under your own will or like forced, you are disqualified. So if I doodle on this paper, make a paper airplane and throw it at this guy, probably not doing well on this exam. Probably not because the very first um, candidate writes, I believe I deserve, and then the secure, there's a security guard and he comes over and picks her up and basically throws her out. Oh, I was reading this thing about, a, uh, about signs. And your, you know, Zodiac sign predicts how long you'll last in a horror movie. And Aries said, first to die. And I was really pissed, but uh, apparently I, I would be the first to die in this particular movie. Yeah. And inside, inside the room, there's no laws other than what the company permits. And they can't, like you said, you can't try to communicate with the invigilator or the guard. Sorry, he, they can't talk to him either. But, you know, they talk to himself and they're, there's one question... And they can't find, like, the answer, so they're trying everything, like, you know, holding the paper up, getting it... You can get it wet, but you can't, like, rip it or draw on it. That's dangerous, man. I wouldn't want to get the paper wet. I'd be afraid to just be like... Right? Oh, no. And it's basically... It's just one big, like... They're, they're all just fighting with each other, trying to get, trying to get like, the answer. They start to work together, but then, obviously, they're trying to knock each other off to right. whittle, whittle it down. It's a pretty good movie... Again, like, it's another kind of slow burn, but, like, as it gets going, you really start to wonder, like, well, what the hell is the fucking question? Right. See, I like a movie like that. Like, you obviously have to be in the mood for it, but the tension builds. Yeah. And usually, if you spend a long time of being uncomfortable and having that tension build, the payoff is so much more worth it. Yeah. And uh, Pollyanna McIntosh was actually in this movie. Ah, no shit. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay, my number nine is about an animal control officer. Going with Pet from 2016. This stars Ksenia Solo, Dominic Monaghan, Janet McCurdy. And from iCarly? Yes. Devone McDonald. Uh, he was in Forgetting Sarah, Sarah Marshall. Mm -hmm. He plays Nate in this. He's a suspicious security officer. And I gotta say, man, this guy is fucking hilarious. In this movie, he's not supposed to be funny. But, like, he, he just makes it, like, real. Like, this weird guy is talking to him, talking about being friends. He's like, we're not friends. Like, you're fucking weird, basically. And he, he's very suspicious of this guy. So it's a romantic movie of sorts, you know, if no one understands what romance is. It's a lonely guy who works at an animal control center. You know, he can't get too attached to the animals there because, well, you know. And he runs into a high school crush... He asks her out, gets shot down, and he becomes obsessed. Like, creepily obsessed. And it's one of these movies where you don't know who to root for because everyone has a dark side. And I don't want to give too much more away because I went into it knowing nothing. It was actually recommended to me. And, yeah, it was good. It was fucked up. Nice. Yeah. It's weird if uh, the Animal Control Center has a dungeon. It's not like a secret lab, like with like a mad scientist where it has like monkeys with four asses. He's like, so there's like this wing that no one goes to and there's this <laughs> like hatch in the floor that leads to a locked door. You know, the guy ends up building a cage in there. We'll just check it out. Definitely. 
So my number eight, I went with an old favorite, Little Shop of Horrors. Little Shop, Little Shop of Horrors. I'm guessing that Rick Moranis. Yes. Yeah, definitely. The, the, yeah, course, that movie's awesome. It, it really is. I've loved this movie since I was a kid. It's basically, it's Seymour Krellborn works at Mushnick's Flower Shop. And, I mean, the, the shop is failing. It's terrible. I feel like they barely had anything, like, to sell anyway. Well, it's a flower shop. Flowers are expensive. It's a, not a novelty, but it's a luxury. Right. And they're in downtown where you can't afford slop. Downtown. Where the pennies drop, we go <laughs> on Skid Row. Sorry, that was, that was fucking. <laughs> and not for nothing, like Rick Moranis, he can fucking sing, man. Everyone in this movie can sing. Yeah, it was, it was great. It was a fun time. There's a reason that it's still on Broadway. Yeah, no, I'm absolutely. Is, is it still on Broadway? Oh, it's just in. It's not. No. He finds this rare exotic plant, you know, at like some Chinese man excuse me, like, at his, like, little street vending thing, and he's, he bought it for, like, two bucks, and it... Uh, uh, it was after the eclipse of the sun. I was gonna sing that part, but I figured I probably shouldn't. Oh, I ruined it for you. I'm sorry. So, he buys this Venus flytrap that only feeds on blood. Yeah, I think it was a mean mother from outer space. He's mean and green. And he just... Uh, he just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. and She. She, that's right. Sorry. She. Audrey, too. Just bigger, bigger, and bigger. But the store is making serious fucking bank. And he's, like, all famous. If you haven't seen this movie, I mean, by now, most of you have probably seen it. It's so fun. Great soundtrack. Oh, yeah. And Steve Martin as a dentist. And Bill Murray as a guy who loves getting drilled. By the dentist. My number eight. 2018. Going with the gas station attendant. Open 24 hours by director and writer Padre Reynolds. Sorry if I butchered your name. It's about a paranoid, delusional woman who gets a job at an all-night gas station as part of her parole after setting her serial killer boyfriend on fire. Oh, sad. Now, so basically her ex-boyfriend, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's, you know, it's over. I lit you on fire. I don't have to say the words. You're dumped. Uh, but he's a big, famous serial killer, and she didn't know for a long time. And then she found out, and he made her watch. So she was put in jail basically as an accomplice. But she gets out, and she's she's fucked up. She's like, what's real? What's in her head? Why does D. Clark's raindrops and the literal rain trigger the murderer? The world may never know. But I have to say, this was an accidental find that I found on Tubi. I just watched it, and I was pleasantly surprised. It was a lot of fun. It kind of shows you the almost the ending at the beginning, and then goes back and shows you what led to the carnage. And I gotta say, from working at a gas station, that's just a slow day. It's like Tuesday. Well, no, crazy, crazy Tuesdays. We dropped the price 10 cents and it just got nuts. People just, people just stupid. True. 10 cents, holy shit. <laughs> That's a lot. It is, but not to like getting fist fights. Very I true. I mean, Tuesdays were always very stressful. Anyway. So my number seven, I went with a new movie. This okay. is the one where I said it might have been borderline a job, but I considered it a job. 
because they were rec- let me decide because they were receiving money for services they provided sounds like a job i went with drug dealing's a job it's, it's true i mean not recommended but it, it's a job we call it black market pharmaceuticals thank you <laughs> i went with superhost superhost oh that is like very that's brand spanking new. yeah yeah I, I saw it on shutter and i i was reading the i wanted to see it anyway but i was reading the synopsis and i went that might qualify it's like an airbnb deal airbnb deal so they're claire and teddy they're two uh vloggers who their their channel is is viral so they're, they're pretty successful they're they're making money so that's why i figured i'm like okay it's a job okay so they're having trouble with their follower count. It's starting to go down. So they go to this like gorgeous Airbnb and to just try to bring back some sort of life to their to their channel. And at the same time, Teddy wants to propose to, to Claire. So that's like a whole side thing. And so they get to this place and it's gorgeous. The view is spectacular. But like once they get there, things just start begin weird. Like they're they're locked out like the keys don't open the door uh the alarm code was changed and then we meet rebecca who's the host of of the hotel and like she is like uh she's described as zany but she is zany (laughs) she is (laughs) off the wall batshit like she's crazy and like and she's like guano (laughs) bat droppings that's what I'm going to call crazy people from now on. Guano? I'm going to call them guano. This fruit paste is lovely. So, you know, she's like super, you know, she rushes to their aid. Like, like I'm so sorry. Like, the, the toilet's like broken. I'll fix the toilet. And she's like plunging the toilet. And like, she fixes the alarm code. She's like, I hope this doesn't give me a bad review. Like, every time, like, something bad happens. Like, I hope this doesn't affect the review. And she's just like nuts. Now, I do want to know, when they were booking this Airbnb, did they check the old reviews? I'm not sure. But, like, the whole thing... Ah, sounds like they didn't. But, like, the whole thing is, like, you know, they do the review, and then they they interview, like, the host and everything like that. And we actually have a cameo from Barbara Crampton is in this movie. Word. She, She plays... Another host that they reviewed, and I guess like they shit on her her place and ruined her like her entire business. So she shows up for like revenge, and so that turns into like a whole thing. And so like they're like, I'm all right, you know, we're done. Like we we want to get get the fuck out of here. And then you know Rebecca the host turns like super crazy, and they're like, this could get us viewers. So they start you know like filming all this stuff, and it takes drastic turns. It's really good. If you haven't seen it, I totally suggest watching it it it's really good nice yeah i've definitely been meaning to check that out just super busy and my week of not working i get it yeah it's funny how that turns into being busier than than normal i was actually thinking they kind of remind me uh, of this movie cam that i was thinking about putting on so it's basically about a cam girl and uh, she goes crazy uh i left it off that's that's also a good good under the radar movie so my number seven we're going back to 1980 it takes all kinds of critters to make Farmer Vincent Fritters. Motel Hell. Oh. Starring Rory Calhoun, Paul Link, and Nancy Perrins, Balula Ballbreaker. You know her. 
from Porky's. Oh, yes. You need an Axel Rod and a hilarious, not a cameo because he's in the movie even a little bit, Wolfman Jack. And his awesome voice. Like, yeah, man. He's like a preacher. So Vincent and his sister. Now, when I went into this movie, I thought they were married. I, I didn't know that it was him and his, his sister. Uh, they run Motel Hello. But the neon sign, it goes a little wonky. So it's, uh, you know, Motel Hell. They're famous for his smoked meats. People flock for miles to his motel slash farm. So, you know, the occupation here is motelier and barbecue guy. Can you guess what his secret ingredient is? It's people. Yeah, he's got a, his farm, he's got like a secret garden, and he basically buries people to their heads and then feeds them this like funky shit to basically, you know, flavor up the meat. Oh, it's awesome. So come for the accidental swingers ad and try not to stay for the secret garden. This movie, alright, so obviously the premise, not too original. I mean, 1980, you gotta give it that. But it is funny. And it has some good gore. It has some great moments. It has some, like, ooh la la. Um, yeah. Nice. A little Stockholm Syndrome shit going on. But that's okay. It's fine. It's all part of the fun. I definitely recommend this movie if you haven't seen it. So my number six, this is where I had my little title snafu. Oh, okay. So I go... Go on the uh, go on the Google machine, and I type in graveyard shift. <laughs> okay, I see where this is going. <laughs> so, uh, and I go on, you know, see where to stream it. I'm like, ah, uh, like I'm, cause I don't want to pay for it. I don't want to pay for a movie if I don't have to. Right. So we're cheap. So I'm like, all right, you know what? I'll I'll see if it's on YouTube. Cause sometimes you know you can find like the movie on YouTube, right? Without having to pay for it. So I didn't pay attention to the year. Like that the movie was on, so how much did you watch before you realized it was the wrong one? Oh, I knew within probably five minutes. Oh, okay, so you've seen it before. Yeah, but I just wanted to wanted a refresher. But then, of course, I'm watching this one and going, "Go on." <laughs> so, which one made the list? Stephen King's made the list. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's no way I could add the graveyard shift one about horny taxi drivers. I mean, that's an occupation. It is an occupation, but the movie was goddamn fucking awful. Uber do her. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I went with 1990s Graveyard Shift, and I don't know why, like, I didn't actually think about this for my creature feature, you know? I thought thought about it, but the story from Night Shift is infinitely creepier. Like, Night Shift, by far one of my favorite books. I've read it to shreds, like, literally have it taped back together Um, this particular story is fucking awesome Uh, the movie's great too but it just doesn't it just doesn't hit the same right so I mean we have Jason Reed who's working the graveyard shift at a rat infested textile mill and has been recently reported uh, recently reopened and he's surrounded by rats and attempts to like drive them away and throwing one in a cotton picker and then he uh, himself gets thrown in a cotton picker apparently that's bad yeah, that's the type of machinery you don't want to put yourself yeah. into. So sometime later, uh, this widowed drifter, John Hall, is hired by the foreman, Warwick, who is amazing. I mean, he's an asshole. There are a he, few amazing characters. He's a fucking show. asshole, but he is, like, a great character. You know, he he's a guy who has numerous affairs with, with, with his 
employees and stuff like that. And Brad Dourif is the the exterminator. Oh my god! Best role. Oh, in this movie, ab- uh, I love it. Absolutely. Essentially, there's this creature that is like picking off the you know the the the, the workers, and so they go on this hunt to basically to clean or try to figure out like what it is because I know they have to clean out the basement to make it functional or whatever because it's a, like a shit show, and those are the ones that are getting taken out, but. I love this. I love that creature. It, it just fucking. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's basically an R O U S, right? R O U S is. Rodents of unusual size. Boom, baby. I don't think they exist. But yeah, basically. But it had like these like freaking like bat wing things. Well, bats are rodents, aren't they? I guess so. Okay. So number six. Uh, see this this movie. People could be like, why is it only number six? Well. Because it's not necessarily about the job, but I wanted to add it because it's about a job. It's actually about having a job, but getting paid to do another job, which I can fully appreciate because I have gotten paid to write. Not actually getting paid to write, but I've gotten, I've wrote while I was getting paid. All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. So it's about a caretaker slash writer. From the minds of Stephen King and warped by Stanley Kubrick, we're going back to 1980 again for The Shining, starring Danny Lloyd, Shelley Duvall, Scatman Crullers, and Jack motherfucking Nicholson. Everyone knows him, this fucking movie. Well, of course. It's great. But he takes his job, he takes his family, and he gets... I mean, depending on what version you're watching, and there's two movies, there's the novel, obviously. He gets overwhelmed by his job. He's neglecting his family as he's going deeper and deeper on this journey to hell. He's trying to work on this novel, and as any writer can tell you, when you're trying to focus too hard, you end up writing nothing. And I have to give it up to the person who actually had to type out all of those pages of the Jack is a dull boy. Bullshit in different, like, you know, shapes and patterns. Because someone literally typed all of that out. That's crazy. All work and no beer make Homer go. Crazy. Don't mind if I do. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a classic. And I don't think I've actually seen... When did the the second one come up? Was it like 97-ish or something like that? They did like a remake? Uh, It was like straight to TV. So, I mean, take what you will with that. It was a little closer. I mean, it was a lot closer to the the novel. It it just didn't hit right for me. But if you read the novel, it's great. I mean, the, the whole chewing of the aspirin and his anger issues. And it's about his like devolvement into psychosis that is a lot different than like Stephen King says Jack Nicholson he starts crazy you look at Jack Nicholson he just looks fucking insane yeah yeah and he goes way deeper into the story he's actually trying to write the novel it's not just all the same page over and over I mean that doesn't happening but yeah <laughs> great fucking movie great fucking book yeah here's Johnny also not from the it's just made up on the spot. Yeah, uh, so my coffee's looking a little low, so I'm thinking maybe we get a refill. Yep. 
catch you guys for the next episode for the second half. It's been pretty fun so far. I gotta say that the top five is gonna be a little more fun, a little more crazy, and a little more coffeeed. Absolutely. As always, catch us on Spotify and wherever you get your podcast, Spotomatic. Hit, up, hit us up on Twitter at Fans of the Dead One. Yep, you can catch us on Instagram, Fans of the Dead Podcast. We have a website, fansofthedead.com. You can get all of our episodes, our YouTube videos, which we have a new one coming out pretty soon. I've just got to put the finishing touches on it, and that'll that'll be a that'll that'll be a good one. We'll have to wait for that one and uh, check us out. We're also on Facebook as well, Fans of the Dead. Hell yeah, YouTube. Uh, as Jeremy said, we have videos. You can reach out to us at fans of the dead podcast at gmail.com. You want to give us suggestions for a future tangent, a future movie. As October is the end of our season, air quotes, because obviously we never stop, but obviously October is the biggest month for horror. We do it big, and we are going fucking ham the next few episodes. So I'm definitely looking forward to. All of the crazy Halloweener shit that will be happening. Um, and I look forward to seeing you there. I mean, thanks for listening, everyone. I mean, we really appreciate we it. Do. If you want to give us a review and tell us why you made it all the way through our credit spiel, I would appreciate it. We'll give you a shout out. Thank you. Absolutely. As always, have fun. Be safe. Peace. <laughs>